It's episode 100. Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy mountain bikers, thanks for being here and welcome to episode 100 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for being part of episode 100. It's just crazy that it's 100 episodes into this. I I never really thought when I started the podcast almost two years ago now that we would be at episode 100. I didn't expect it to really last that long. I didn't expect my momentum to uh, carry me to 100 episodes. But it's because of people like you that are tuning in and people that come on the podcast, the guests, everybody involved that this thing is happening. So I just want to say a big thank you to you guys for tuning in and being part of the podcast because at the end of the day, if you guys didn't tune in and there was a handful of people listening to this, I don't think I could ever reach 100 episodes. So the shout out goes to you guys. Thanks so much for getting involved, for being a part of the MTV Tribe podcast and supporting what I'm trying to do here. And it's simply get people off sofas onto saddles, let people know a wee bit more about what's happening in the Irish race scene, what's happening in the Irish mountain bike scene in general, and it seems to be working. So thanks so much, folks. Now, obviously, there's people on the podcast from across the globe, and I started it out that way, and I want it to continue that way, but uh, I will be focusing more so on the Irish stuff in episodes to come and getting news characters on the show, getting the local race faces on the show, and um, we'll uh, hear more about their stories and stuff, so it's good to just keep connected that way. Now, I was trying to decide months before this episode what I was going to do for episode 100, but considering where we're at in the season, the race season, and we had a very successful podcast with Robert Lynn from freewheeling.ie just covering the Irish race scene uh, earlier in the season, I thought, well, you know what, it's it's just fitting to do this for episode 100. So we are chatting to Robert Lynn again from freewheeling.ie. We are covering kind of the mid-season point of the Irish race scene a wee bit further. Um, we're just chatting about the the races, how they went down, the competitors, how they're racing, the surprises, the falls, the crashes, the breaks, the wins, the podiums, everything. We chat about everything. We chat about all the meetings. We chat about who to look out for in the upcoming season and uh, next year and also the rest of this season because it's so close. Uh, things are getting really good. Uh, the race season's coming to an end and um, it's it's up for grabs. A lot of a lot of the uh, the cups and the first place podiums are up for grabs. So it's um, very exciting, exciting times for the Irish race scene. So we get into that a little bit later. Now stick around to the end of the show as well. Keith Williams from Just Ride Your Bike and a Facebook group will be sharing how he believes you should get started in mountain biking and a couple of tips about not to worry about when you're starting out mountain biking so that's all good information from Keith there and Keith thanks for doing that bro I do appreciate it so let me stop talking here it's a slightly longer episode than usual so let's just get into it and let's welcome Robert to the MTB Tribe podcast 
Hi, Robert. You're on episode 100 of the MTB Tribe podcast. Thanks for being here, bro. Thank you very much, Gareth. And um, huge congratulations to you. 100 episodes. That's pretty insane. I bet you didn't believe uh, when you started out over two years ago that you'd hit 100 already. So congratulations. It's a a mind blower, to be honest. Um, I think the average number of episodes for a podcast is six. So... I'm doing all right. <laughs> I think you've trained six for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, well, here, thanks for coming on, man. There's no better way than celebrating it than talking about the Irish scene and the riders we have here and the great events we have here and everything else that goes down. So you're the man that needs to be on <laughs> episode 100 because you're the man that knows all the info and all the stuff stats and everything else that goes with it so thanks so much for joining me <laughs> thanks I, I think you know as much as me so uh no for sure definitely with your 100 episodes the, the work you put in to promoting the Irish scene has been incredible and um we all sort of follow in your footsteps and promotion so no firstly definitely a big congratulations to you before we, wow. before we get in too deep thank you so much very kind words very kind words um the Irish race scene Robert amazing how, yeah. how good is it yeah, it's been a really good season, hasn't it? It's um, it's it's uh, there's been stacks of racing. I think there was almost three months of racing back to back there, and um, the, the entries have been incredible. There's over, and it seems to be an average of over two hundred people per entry or per event. Um, yeah, and riders, you know, on the national scene, getting some incredible results, and then look further afield to the World Cups and we've got some serious talent out there flying the flag and it, yeah it's fantastic to see it's definitely a big inspiration to get out there and go ride your bike and mm. and uh, get it done isn't it yeah you know it blows me away every time I think about the talent that comes from Ireland you know and why we have talent like that and it may be trail centres it may be pushy parents who knows but it's amazing uh, it really is cool to see yeah, for sure. Um, I think as we talked about previously before, like it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, you know, a the riders for a start, the talent that's there, the trail centres and and the um, natural trails sort of network that we have in this country is is getting bigger and more expanding all the time, and um, our riders are getting more opportunity. Just you know, we're on a small island, but there's uh, it seems to be plenty of opportunity opportunity for them to progress and um yeah show their stuff on the on the world stage as well mm-hmm. yeah it, it really is cool um now the last time we were chatting about the race scene we covered up until about the i think it was about the 25th of april the end of april anyway um up until those kind of dates so we're kind of going to follow on from that and um just see how it's been going there's been plenty happening there's never a dull moment eh? no no it's been busy we've um basically wrapped up all the Irish national championships so from enduro to downhill and XE um all this year's 2019 champions have been crowned um there's a little bit of a I suppose there's a little there's been a little bit of a break in proceedings um for like the domestic series in regards to the gravity enduro and the first tracks and and the grassroots they're kind of a bit of summer break so everybody went to Morzine for a couple of weeks I think (laughs) and uh yeah, and they're starting to ramp up again now as we record this episode. The Gravity Enduro Series is getting ready to go to Care down in Tipperary. And then September, then, we have the final round of the first Tracks Enduro Cup 
and then the final two rounds of the grassroots enduro cup and then the final round of the gravity so yeah it's kind yeah. of picks up again and gets busy yeah so there's still still a few things to be done yeah. there and, and tidied up titles to be set, de- decided as well yeah cool man cool um now, I just want to let people know that are listening, if they want more kind of up-to-date info than the podcast here, is just to go to your website, robertfreewheeling.ie, because you post up kind of results when they happen a few days after they happen. Yeah, I try to keep a track on what's happening um, across all the categories or all disciplines. So, yeah, if you're looking for a bit more update information, check over there. And then there's always links within the articles to bring it to other places for even more information if you haven't got enough perfect yeah because there's so much happening it's hard to keep up with it and wrap your head around it and everything else that's going on yeah it's kind of like blinking you miss it literally a sense you know take your eye off the ball and you're like i'm two weeks behind and what, what just happened <laughs> yeah. cool all right so well we get stuck into it um will we start with the uh, enduro national championships then yeah let's go to the enduro scene um the national championships for that were run actually coincided with the round three of the Vitus First Tracks Enduro Cup, which is in Ravensdale. And um, that was a huge entry came out for that one. Uh, over Almost 250 riders were, were out in force for that yeah. one. So that was a big, big day's racing in Ravensdale. And again, Ravensdale seems to be going down a storm. Um, they had the first round of that First Tracks series there this year and then uh, changed around a few trails, so there was a few new stages, and um, by all accounts, it was a belter again. Uh, yeah. Now, just just let me interrupt you if you don't mind, Robert. So, this one was it changed to Ravensdale from Ross Trevor? Was this the one that was changed? Yeah, it was initially supposed to be okay. in Ross Trevor, and then with the land access issues, um, they they moved to to Ravensdale. Yeah, so it didn't it didn't hinder it at all. It still came down. It still came off really well. No, it would have been. To be honest, it would have been really good to see it go to uh, Ross Trevor. Like I was at Ross Trevor last year for for that race, which was within the first tracks in Euro Cup, and it was amazing. Like the trails, a the weather was perfect that weekend, but the the stages that uh, Glenn O'Brien and the first tracks crew laid on were were fantastic. And you know, it, Ross Trevor's kind of kind of the pinnacle i suppose trail center in ireland and the mixture of natural and trail center trails that's there would have been fantastic to host the irish championship on it and a give a fresh venue you know to the championship instead of revisiting an old venue but i think what they did what i think what glenn and what the guys did um they really you know gave competitors a pretty new and fresh venue even within an original a, a repeated venue if you know what i mean they had a brand new stage stage three which was a monster of a stage um i think they were pushing the fast guys were probably pushing over three to four minutes and the most guys were pushing around the five to six minute mark on that sort of a stage so that's that was pretty crazy yeah Mm. yeah and it's cool you know glenn and his crew there they do so much work and that whole vitus enduro cup is really well received yeah, it's been very well received and the entries have been really good this year and um you know everybody seems to be seems to be really pumped on it. The same same with the gravity also, you know, the entries have been really strong there too. Um mm. Ravensdale, yeah, everybody was out in force. I think all the 
all the top names of Irish mountain biking were out. You had uh, Keelan Grant, Greg Callahan, Killian Callahan. Um, all those guys on the world scene were there. Um, Nate McCoon was in from Malaga. He was out racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it was good, good competitive racing all around. Um, we got at the end of the day. You know, I think all eyes were on who was going to take the seniors men title, and um, you know, it was then between Keelan Grant, Greg Callahan, and Killian Callahan for, for, for the win there. We thought maybe Drew Armstrong or Harry Byrne, they were really strong at the series opener, at the first track series opener there in Ravensdale. So we knew they'd been in with a shout. But um, in the end of the day, it was uh, Keelan Grant that um, laid roost to everybody, and he he became Irish champion. Um, it was I think it's his second Irish title now he's taken, but um, to mm. wrestle it off Greg Callahan was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was amazing. And I think in a previous meet, uh, Greg just beat Killian to the, the podium. Um, so I'm sure Killian felt really, really pleased with that one. Yeah, like Keelan, he was on his he was on his A game there. You know, he swept all five stages. So um, he uh, he won it by over 23 seconds. Uh, and to win Oh, all really? Five, Did he? Yeah, to win all five stages. Wow. Like, that's, uh, yeah, that's all and asked for sure. Right, wow, wow, okay. Yeah, it's good to see him up there. It's good to see him up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And I think, I the, think to, be fair, to, to be fair to Greg, I think he had to actually come in off a bit of an injury. So, you know, credit where it's due. Um, mm. But, yeah, even I'm sure he'd admit, you know, Keelan, Keelan was, was was kicking ass that day. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it was good to see kind of a good battle there. There seems to be good rivalry, but good, you know, friendly rivalry if you know what I mean so yes yeah the guys the guys were good and the overall kind of results scheme you know Drew Armstrong is definitely a rider going to have to be they're going to have to watch out for in the near future he was third overall uh, he was which took him to the junior man under 21 title mm-hmm. um, so he was only 10 seconds off the pace of Greg so yeah definitely a rider to watch in the near future he could be pushing He's still, he's still probably not eligible yet for the senior men's title because he's still only seventeen, I believe. But um, yeah, he's 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 on he's on the pace for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, mm, definitely. You know, if you think of the experience Killian and Greg have, and you know, for Drew to be biting on their heels is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then um, in the women's category, um, it was Leah Monsell that came out and won the title as well. So she's she said successfully defended her national uh, title. Mm-hmm. Um, Maeve Baxter was uh, second, and we had Bernie Cummins in third. So it was, yeah, it was good results all around there as well. Mm-hmm. Leah's another rapper, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's currently leading the world championship in the under twenty one mm-hmm. division. So yeah, amazing. Up. Yes, definitely. Yeah, well, from the last time we chatted about the Irish scene, I've um, I've had a few few people on. Um, I've had Leah on, um, and uh, yes, she's such a cool girl, really, really cool, and really focused, full on focused, one hundred percent. She wants to make this her career, and yeah. she's not scared of saying that. So, um, and I know she's very, very keen to win the EWS Ladies Championship before she turns elite next season. So, um, yeah, she's really, really keen to, to do that and so focused at that age. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's great to see it, isn't it, on the world stage? Like, 
Mm-hmm. It's so, so good. And Kona has been so good to her. You know what I mean? They've been with her since basically day one and help her out with a lot of stuff. So it's it's good to see that she's got that support. Yeah, definitely. And um, in the in the Masters 30, we had uh, James McFerrin, and J-Mac. So he took the title there and he, he was fast enough for six overall in the day as well. So that was a good ride from him. Mm-hmm. He beat uh, Rob Davis and Brendan Foley. I think Davis is more. Is you, Davis is usually a, a downhill guy, so he came in and rode enduro. So that was was good to see. Um, shows he has the pace. And then in the Masters 40, we had uh, Glenn O'Brien took the title again. So good old Glenn, uh, top of the podium, and he was seventh fastest outright wow. as well. So yeah, so that yeah, man is a machine. Yeah, considering he probably. Spent the whole week marking out the track and was knackered before he started. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, again, Robert, just to break the flow, um, I had Glenn on the podcast quite recently um, okay. because I, I wanted to chat about the trail closures and this kind of thing. So I had him on. And that was one of the questions I asked him. How, after a week of doing everything to organize one of these events, how can he concentrate at the top of that run? And, you know, he says it's a last second thing. He just switches off for from all the organization and stuff and just goes. And, you know, I was saying to him, you can imagine him sitting at the top of the run and somebody taps him on the shoulder and says, ah, Glenn, the tape's fallen down on, uh, on you know, section whatever. You know, you can just see that kind of stuff happening all the time. <laughs> but the man switch, switches on and goes. Huh? That's experience for you, I suppose, isn't it? He's a character man. You know, we're so lucky to have that that guy here in Ireland. Definitely, definitely. And um, as I said, the junior men, the junior men was uh, Drew Armstrong who took the win there. But then he was closely, you know, closely challenged by Harry Byrne. He's another rider that's um, been pushing big results this year in 2019. So, and then Ross Ennis third is another one ga- starting to gain ground and become a regular inside the top 10, top 15 outright as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, some good results coming through. Awesome, awesome. Um, the Masters, we better not forget those guys, the M50 dudes. No, no. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're, them guys are can be seen inside the top 20, top 25 outright as well. So, uh, Brendan Masterson uh, for Gravity BC, he's he's the new Masters M50 Irish champion, and then he was joined on the podium by Brian Finnegan from the Cucullin Club, so a local guy getting in there in Ravensdale, and then John Glover from Push MTB. So yeah, congratulations awesome. to all this year's Enduro champions for sure. Yeah, good stuff, man, good stuff. Um, how was the day there? What what was the how were the guys received? What was what were the spectators like? Um, did it go down really well? Um, I think it went well. And to be fair, I was abroad with work, so yeah, I, I seem to be struggling this year to actually be at some of the events. I was kind of gutted because I had planned to be at, at that event, and then with my own work, um, things were rearranged, and it landed in the same weekend as the as the Irish Championship, and I was gutted about it. But um, uh, from word on the ground and what happened, yeah, everybody was pretty chuffed. As I said, that stage three was um, was a big talking point for the weekend, just the sheer length of it. And um, I think um, the weather was, I think it was a bit rainy or so on the Saturday, but it came good on the Sunday and um, the trails were bang on, proper good. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. 
That's good to see. It's good to see. Um, okay, well, we push on then to the uh, the Irish Downhill Mountain Bike Championships yeah. then? Yeah, so the Irish Downhill uh, went to Ross Trevor. That was uh, just in the middle of June. Um, and that actually weekend itself was a double header. So we had the Irish Downhill Championships happening in Ross Trevor. And then at, down in Cork, then we had the Irish cross-country championships happen in, in Traction Woods. So, yeah, it's a double-header weekend for, for national titles. Um, it was good to see good to see Ross Trevor and the Ross Trevor Mountain Bike Club getting uh, permission and getting sorted to get the, the championships there. What they did was they weren't allowed to, unfortunately, they weren't, they weren't able to use the, tra- the, the track they had last year, which was the Champs track, which was an amazing, amazing track last year. It was the gnarliest and gnarly tracks I think in the country and this year so they had this year to make it happen they used the lower half of what would be the Red Bull Fox Hunt Trail and then yeah. that joined into on the pulse with a few deviations and variations in that trail itself and um, a mixture again again a mixture of weather rain kind of affected play a bit maybe if it was a bit drier I think the trail probably would have been a bit better especially on the pulse because there's a lot of exposed rock slab on the on on the pulse whereas the fox on stuff is quite natural low dirt uh loamy dirt and you know it's all all weather sort of rideability the if you're racing on on the pulse in the rain it's it's tricky that's it's mm-hmm. a real kind of fine line to get especially breaking on rock slabs and finding grip on wet rock slabs it's wonder when you're chasing the clock it's probably probably tough on some of the guys but um, yeah, all in all, it was good to see, good to see, um, good to see it there for a start. And big, big congrats to the Ross Trevor uh, Mountain Bike Club for making it happen too. And um, it obviously progressed then in moving forward and getting back to what we all know and love. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you're talking, yeah, at the head of the category, it was none other than Jacob Dixon that rode to this year's Irish. Uh, downhill mountain bike championship so successfully defended his title is that three in a row for jacob now uh yeah i think that's a hat trick yeah wow wow yeah and he's been doing really well in the uca downhill champs too hasn't he yeah he's incredible it's i think he's enjoying his best season yet he's just uh carded his uh a career best 13th overall in the in the world in the uci downhill world cup um wow three rounds ago sorry and um yeah, that's phenomenal that is absolutely yeah. phenomenal so to carry he had just got a 13th so he carried that form into the irish championships and yeah with a seven second win he pretty much he pretty much showed everyone who was boss but to be fair he, he's a world class rider and he's he's on top of his game and it's it's i think it's just incredible to see see that talent brought home and mm-hmm. on, on irish trail so Brilliant. And he's he's still a young fella, Robert, isn't he? Yeah, he's twenty one, I believe. So um yeah, he's he's still young, unfortunately for everybody else. He's probably got another ten years of national championships. <laughs> in. Oh dear. Jacob, if you're listening, get in touch me. I need you on the show. Yeah, you have <laughs> that guy on. He's um he'd be brilliant to have on the show. I don't think you ha- you haven't had him yet, have you? No, I haven't had him one, no. No. And, cool. uh, I don't know. I don't know very much about him, to be completely honest. Um, Stealt. <laughs> yeah, which is he's kind of slipped below my radar. Wait, you know, um, which is a sin on my side of things. Um, but yeah, 
it'd be interesting to get him on um, because because of that and just hear his story. I think it would be amazing to get him on the show. Yeah, I think he's quite low key on the social media side of stuff, but um, and he's, he's quite, but he's very focused in what he's doing racing wise. And his father, I believe, is um, is quite instrumental in organizing the downhill. And he, his father was, he's, last year was the team manager for the the World Championships in when they were in Lenzai last year. So mm-hmm. he definitely mountain biking in the family. So yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, very well, good. On the senior ranks, uh, yeah, Jacob Dixon uh, took this year's title, um, and he was joined on the podium by Connor Bate and Cahill Fitzpatrick. So Connor Bate is, I think he's originally from Maharafel, but he's kind of based in Wales or so at the moment. So he he um, is a previous Irish champion, I believe, champion, and he came home um, to give Dixon a run for his money, but just didn't have it on the day. And Kyle Fitzpatrick is definitely another rider to keep an eye on because he's just stepped up into elites this year. Mm-hmm. And so that's a debut podium for him. And he's had a few debut podium. He's had a debut, po- a couple of podiums, sorry, um, in the in the IDMS Irish Downhill Series as well this year. So definitely a rider that's uh, one to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah, very good. And see James Mike's name's in there too. Yeah, J-Mac was sixth. Uh, we had Rob Davis. So Rob Davis uh, definitely shows you can ride enduro and downhill every bit as fast as each other. And he was fourth overall. Uh, Dan Wolf jumped into the mix from enduro to give uh, downhill a go, and he was fifth. Um, and then J-Mac sixth, and Ronan Gahan was seventh in the seniors. And then cool. in the junior category, uh, this year's champion is the guy you just had on Um on the previous podcast, isn't it, Ronan Dunn? So he's yeah. um, he he laid down the gauntlet and he's the new Irish Junior Champion. So con- big congrats to him. For yeah, sure. of course, of course. And what a gentleman! And for 16 years of age, he really has his head screwed on. He's mm-hmm. seems quite down to earth and um, knows what he wants to do. So uh, fair play, yeah, it's great to see him up there. Yeah, and he was. Um, Closely followed there by Christopher Cumming. He's um, he's racing the World Cup Junior World Cup this year as well for in sync bikes. So those two guys are definitely pushing each other on. And a big shout out again to Drew Armstrong. He jumped into the mix um, for the downhill series on an enduro bike. He didn't ride huh. the and he finished third. So that's an impressive result for sure. Wow. Dude, that's crazy. So, yeah, there's no excuse. You don't need a downhill bike to race downhill, huh? No, no, you can, if, you, if, you, if you've, you've got, got the skill. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Um, so, uh, youth then, young Oshin. Yeah, Oshin Callahan, Oshin O'Callaghan, sorry. He uh, won the U title, and he definitely deserves a good mention because he was unofficially or outright second fastest on the day as well. So, he is another rider to watch for. He's coming up the ranks pretty fast. Um, yeah, his time would have been good enough to put him in the senior podium as well. So that's a, that's pretty 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 impressive. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah, he's going well, and he had an injury earlier this year, a scaphoid injury. So he's scaphoid, and he's starting. To, he's obviously got over the worst of that, which can take a long time to get uh, healed. So he seems to be back and back on pace and. Um, on the international scene, on the European style, he's he's already he's pulled up a couple of runner-up results in the IXS mm-hmm. European downhill series. So, yeah, he's shown he's got the pace at home and he's and he's carrying it abroad as well. So that's oh, really yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it's a good um, you know, it's a he's a good carrot on the stick for the likes of Morgan Steele that was second and Daniel Lappin who was third. So they're um although a little bit off the pace of what Oshin was put putting out there, obviously he's a carrot on the stick for those guys to chase. So yeah, mm-hmm. no play. And that's good. You need that, I think, you know. Yes, yeah, for sure. You know, and Oshin needs that as well. He needs them guys pushing yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see and then for him getting overall second fastest time, you know, that's a big confidence boost for him as well, you know. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and another young lad we need to definitely give a shout out to is a good guy is a guy called Callum Morris. He's only twelve or thirteen, I believe, and he's in the juveniles and he's the he won the juvenile championship this year, the Irish Championship. And he actually I think it was in Saturday's practice. He broke his bike. He broke the the frame on his bike, and he actually had to borrow his brother's bike to go out and uh, do his race runs. So, um, yeah, he came away with the title, and he's having an incredible year this year. He's on the Dirty Rides MTV team, and he's he's won pretty much every race he's he's lined up to in, in either enduro or downhill. So. One to one to watch for for sure coming up into the youth ranks and juniors in the years to come. Awesome, awesome. How did the ladies perform? Yeah, really good. Again, uh, there was a good strong entry there. I believe um, we had uh, a girl called McKenna Merton. Um, I think she's Irish American or American Irish, and she was um, racing in Ross Trevor, and she took the title. Just narrowly enough, I think, over Tara O'Boyle as well, with Root McGinn in third. So. And then we had um, another young kid to keep an eye on, uh, 12, or maybe she might be only 13 just now, but Hannah Mullen was uh, fourth fastest as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, Hannah's, Hannah's a, a real wee ripper too. Yeah, 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 and she's not afraid to mix it in with the senior women as well. You know, she's repeatedly... Riding in classes above her, above her, above our grades, you know. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great to see her pushing the results like that too. Does she ride for green bikes? Does she? Yeah, she's yeah. Um, she was racing for green bikes, and she had specialized uh, specialized um, uh, support as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. very cool, very cool. All right, that's very very interesting. Um, and another another great event. So, yeah, by all accounts, yeah, it was another good um, good event. And as we said at the beginning, it was good to see Ross Trevor host the championships as well. Mm, very good, very good. Okay, now, the same weekend then the cross-country was happening. Um, I am shamefully don't really know much about this, Robert, but uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll definitely go through it here and mention it anyway. Um, so can you take us through that a bit? Yeah, I'll do my best. As, um we're both probably on the same page with cross country, I suppose enduro and Dan has more my first love than cross country, but um double had a weekend uh that weekend. So when they were doing downhill in Ross Traver, they were racing uh, cross country down in Traction Woods then in Cork. And um a member from last year that event was used and it got really good reports. Some of the trails on that were real like natural style looking trails and they were they wouldn't look at a place in some enduro races, you know, they were proper yeah, good, yeah. gnarly stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, a proper, really good, good, good venue to host the Irish Championships. Um, I think roughly around about an entry of 100, so a bit less than what's coming out in enduro. But, um, yeah, 
not too bad. And the XE is interesting because it ranges from categories from under six to to senior and elite men and women. So what? yeah, yeah, it's it's a huge, it's a huge, um, huge range of categories, and definitely you know, it's a good platform, you know, to get the wee rippers out riding bikes and um, uh, out riding out riding mountain biking, you know. So yeah. Yeah, to have under six categories is pretty cool, isn't it? That, that that's really really good because yeah. even if the young man doesn't, you know, he's not focused on cross country, but to get into the environment, to get into the competition side of things, learn how everything works and how you got to be motivated and focused, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, it's a real stepping stone if you wanted to go on and race enduro or downhill or you know cross country is huge anyway like it's it's a bit seems to be a bit smaller in ireland but it's huge abroad you know it it dominates yeah. a lot of the uci world cups and stuff like that but um yeah well you it, know just look yeah, at leah yeah, leah bonsell sorry yeah. uh, just look at leah because she came from a cross country background yeah you know and i think she she's won it four or five times or something there his championships yeah. um so i can't remember but we chat about it so too is uh, Drew Armstrong. He's from a, I believe he's from a cross country background. So there you go. You see, no, we're well. We're not. I was going to say we're slagging it. We're not slagging it, but no, you know, no, no, no. certainly not. It's too professional for me. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. and um, tell, like, <laughs> the skill level, uh, the different skills that you do learn for the cross country, um, stand you in good stead, regardless of whether you stay cross country or move to road cycling or stay within it and mountain biking and enduro or downhill you know yeah of course because you it's a lot of like the physical aspect of cross country is huge you know mm-hmm. so then with those guys especially the elite guys they're pushing out one hour 20 minute motos <laughs> you know the race distance and they're yeah. like you know they're they're on the rev like flat out on the limit or the rev limit the whole way around it's uh Stuff, you know? Yeah, and I think as well, just to touch on it briefly, I think the enduro cross country thing. I think as far as steepness and all that, and and obstacles, and the, I think they're getting closer and closer a wee bit, you know. Yeah, when you watch the UCI downhill cross country, like those trails are gnarly. They're proper gnarly trails, and a lot of them now are running like dropper posts and stuff like that. Mm. It's um, you know, so the so the the difficulty level of the downhill sections are getting uh, getting uh, getting more extreme, and then you get down that, and then you have to turn around and sprint back up a hill. <laughs> so it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, incredible. It's tough, man. It's tough. Sorry, I interrupted your flow there. Um, no, no, no. But um, the yeah. So where were we? The cross country. So this year's uh, Irish champion, cross country Irish champion is David Conroy from uh, Scott Eurocycles Bikes. Um, so he took the title over David Montgomery, and they were joined on the podium by Garrett McKee of Psychology. The mm-hmm. top two guys, now they had, um, they really did set the pace this year. You know, Garrett McKee is the defend, or he's the outgoing champion, but uh, uh, Conroy and Montgomery have, have really stepped it up and um, well, the, the the push forward now is that as the two new riders to beat in um in Irish cross country racing, um mm. went head to head for it's a, a five lap race I believe and they went head to head, Montgomery had the edge for a lot of it he, he led three laps out of five, um and I think 
he had a, a little bit, I think he had a few issues maybe in the second lap, in the last two laps, and then Conray maybe had a bit more in the tank and uh, managed to pull away and, and, and take the win. But yeah, by all accounts, it, was a, it sounded like a competitive competitive and close race. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. No, that that's cool. It's good to see. Um, I know of Garth McKee, just obviously because of psychology, and, and um, I know he was winning basically everything last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what's happening there or or what's going on. But yeah, yeah, fair play to the other two Davids for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then the juniors, then it was uh, it was a win for Adam McGar. He's um, a biking.ie rider, so he took the win over Sean Nolan, Lee Harvey, and Nathan Kurinsky. So yeah, good racing. Um, and then the women's the women's category, it was uh, Neve McGivergan that won the championship there too. So yeah. So congratulations yeah. to all those Irish champions this, yeah, champions for sure. this year. Yeah. Brilliant. It's good to see, it's good to see that happening and being successful as well. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we jump on to the gravity enduro series then. Yeah. So as with the aisle, with the, sorry, with the, the national championships now done and dusted for 2019, I guess, again, the focus kind of returns a bit to the national series. So we have your Gravity Enduro Ireland series, your First Tracks Enduro, and then your Grassroots. So uh, Gravity has two rounds left, um, one round left for First Tracks and two rounds left for the Grassroots. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all guns blazing in the Gravity Enduro Ireland series. Everything is still to, seems to be to play for. There's no, um, nobody's, uh, with two rounds to go, nobody's won a title yet. So... At the head of the field, we have um, Harry Byrne for Expert Cycles. He's leading the way in in there. And he is 20 points ahead of Greg Callaghan. Greg um, missed, a, missed a round and won the f- rounds one and three. But he's actually missing this weekend because he's in Whistler for the Enduro World Series. So okay. he, himself and well, Keelan Grant is in third. So he, he's going to he's in Whistler also. So it opens it up a bit more again. So Harry Burns leading and then Ronan, Bur- Bur- Ronan Dunn is fourth and Drew Armstrong fifth. So those guys will be trying to capitalize on the absence of Callahan and Grant. So, yeah, going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see how that kind of progresses with two rounds to go. Yeah, for sure. And I, I see that Rowan missed the balance stow on the first one. Yes, that was coming because he was heading to the World Cup the following weekend. I, I think he just yes. didn't want to risk it. Yeah. But then okay. he came out and won uh, Wrench 2, which was in Killaloe. So, yeah. He's, although he's a, he likes it, although he considers him a downhill guy, he's definitely got uh, enduro pace for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and no, it's good for him to do both. I think if he can, yeah, sure. definitely. And then Drew Armstrong is another guy. Um, he'll he'll be looking for the win this weekend. I'm sure in uh, in care as well. You know, he's you know he was third overall at the Irish Championships in Ravenstead. So himself and Harry Byrne really are, are pushing each other on. So it'll be good to see see where that stacks up this weekend. Excellent, excellent. So, and w- obviously, if you're listening to the podcast now, you'll know that result by now. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, uh, but it'll be it'll be great to see how that plays. That'll be awesome. Yeah, and then in the women's category, it's uh, Leah Monsell that's uh, dominating there. She's got three wins from three starts, so she's pulled clear now with a hundred wow. point lead. So yeah, she is. Um, 
yes, well, she's she's the one to beat at the moment in, in women's MTB, so it's great to see. I believe she's actually racing this weekend in Kerb because I wasn't sure if she was going to uh, Whistler or not because she's, she's also leading that the World Championship there, but unfortunately it doesn't seem that she's actually racing in Whistler, so... Um, mm. Much as we'd like to see her in care, is still probably prefer to see her in Whistler and pushing for a world championship. Yeah, I think I did chat to her about that on the podcast, and she certainly wanted to to do Whistler, but I think it all came down to expenses and everything yeah, else. I imagine so. So hopefully somebody can see the potential in her and and dig into the pockets and and get her get her in the world stage on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then in second we have Hannah Harvey. Um, so she's she's had three second places so far in the Gravity Enduro, but unfortunately she's injured now. She's not going to be in um, in uh, care. She broke her wrist at the Irish downhill. Aye. She's out of action. Yeah, that was very sad to see. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a kicker now. She because she's been going really good, and I, I believe she hadn't raced downhill uh, before. And that Ross Trevor was going to be her first downhill race on our own, downhill race on a downhill bike so unfortunately um it, it hasn't panned out too good but um i suppose it'll open the door now for hannah mullen who sits third overall to try and capitalize and gain some ground so she's had two third places so far so uh, maybe with hannah uh, hannah harvey out of the picture she might be able to jump up to second but mm-hmm. I believe Maeve Baxter actually I've just heard this morning that Maeve Baxter's heading to care so um, she'll be she'll be gunning for the lorry down there I know because she's kind of getting on to Leah's home turf whereas Leah was up in Ravensdale and Maeve's home turf so it'll be an uh, interesting battle there <laughs> yeah it's always good it's always good to throw Maeve in the mix you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. brilliant brilliant that's cool uh, so how about the under 21s then how did that go down uh, the under 21s is a pretty tight fight. Um, Nathan Kelly is leading the way. He's got a 3 2 1 scorecard, so he's progressively got better as, as the championship's gone on. And he is holding an 80 point lead over Dan Redmond, who's not been off the podium. Uh, the danger man is obviously Fraser Morrison. Um, I think he's a, he's a mech monkey rider, so he's, he's a two wins and, and a non start in Slade. So he sits 120 points behind. So um he'll be looking to gain some ground again yeah. definitely a rider to consider for for the win with two wins already this season so yeah some yeah, that's very higher. close yeah it's very close yes yeah, so there's nothing nothing at all decided in in the championships and then as we move to the the junior men it's pretty close there as well that's the 14 to 16 age category and um at the top of the standings there is uh Brendan Conroy um Brendan people probably know him as Jousman on Instagram. He's 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 one. He's, he can do three sixties and tail tail whips and flares and all that sort of pretty cool stuff. The fifty to one style stuff. And then he's he's he's, uh, he's fast between the time and beams on enduro as well. So he's leading the way over Scott Roberts and Josh Gallagher. So yeah, t- some tight racing going on in there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And. Um... We were chatting before we came on air here about Beefy. So I see Beefy in, in the Master B section there doing well. Yeah, Beefy is leading the way in the Masters B. He's had um, some good results, uh, second, third and the first. So he's got a 200-point lead over Nick Rocks. Um, and then Andrew Bent is a further 20 points behind. 
in third. So it's um, he's got a nice gap, but he hasn't got a he hasn't he can't just hang back yet. You know, there's, as I said, there's 250 points up for grabs for a win in in the Gravity Enduro mm-hmm. Ireland series. So he hasn't got clear yet. If he could maybe get a win this weekend in Care, he might. And depending on how Nick Rocks does, he might wrap things up around early. But um, yeah, he, he'll have to keep. He'll have to bring his A game to care for sure. Very cool. Um, and in the and the Utes as well, definitely always good to keep a track on the Utes. Um, that's the twelve to thirteen category. You've got Dara Ryan that's leading from Callum Morris, who we spoke about a few minutes ago. So um, he's forty points ahead of Callum Morris with McAdair uh, Johnston in third. So um, yeah, it'll be good to good battles going on in there for sure. Yeah, that's very close as well. Um, yeah. Do you know off the top of your head how many people would enter that youth category? Um, I think there's around about fifteen to twenty on average. Mm-hmm. That's very good still. Yeah, it's a great, um, it's a good little category. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it was about ten, ten to fifteen um, at least. Um, on at each end, yeah. So it's a good um, because it's the stepping stone, I suppose, into 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 enduro before mm-hmm. they up into men, so or into junior men. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, very cool, very cool. Um, it's great to see those young guys coming up. We need them. We need them in the sport yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So you've two ends left there. You've got care, which is this weekend. Well, this weekend, August tenth and eleventh. If you're listening to the podcast now, you've just missed it. And uh, <laughs> Carrick is signs things off on September seventh and eighth, and Carrick's I suppose it's the big one. You know, it's hosted the World Enduro Series twice, and then it recently hosted uh, the first round of the Irish Downhill this year. So it's a it's a it's a premier venue on the calendar. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good um, good event to to sign things off there. Awesome. Awesome. All right, on to uh, everybody's favourite enduro, the first tracks. <laughs> yeah, uh, the first tracks has been pretty busy this year. Um, you had two rounds in Ravensdale, rounds one and two, one and three, and then in between we had Bigwood. Um, as things stand, which I suppose are going to change after this weekend, because this year new for the first tracks was like an overall championship, which they called enduro. So. Um, regardless of subcategory you're in, there's an overall. So even so, you could be so the fastest. There's yeah. So there's an outright championship. So leading the way there is Keelan Grant. So he would also race within the senior category, whereas mm-hmm. Brian is second in the championship and he would race in the the vets category. Um, there's the overall, so they mix all categories together, so it gives you a good true taste of, you know, overall ability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really interesting to see how that's panned out. It's good to see such a mix of classes. You know, you've Keelan leading the way, who's senior, uh, Glyn Betts, and third overall is uh, James McFerrin, J-Max, so he's a Master A rider, and then fourth is Drew Armstrong, who's an under-21 rider. So it's a really good mix of um, good riders across the board. The Points are slightly different for the first track, so you get 60 points for a win there as opposed to 250 for the gravity. So it seems to have, so it's a bit tighter for the overall. Uh, Keelan leads the way by six points from Glen O'Brien, so that's uh, that's going to go down to the wire. There's nothing decided yet, and then two points behind O'Brien is J Mac, 
um, mm. third overall. And then in fourth overall, you've got Drew Armstrong, which is only 30 points behind Keelan Grant. And he's tied on points with Ben Erwin. So, and then Harry Byrne in sixth is 34 points behind Keelan Grant. So really wow. tight race in there. Yeah, really tight race in there. Yeah, that's that's really cool. That's great to see. It's yeah, great to like see you, a competitive like that. Yeah, you have a bad day, you're you're off the podium, you know. That's it. They're close you, have, ones, yeah. you have a puncture and it's good night. Yeah, yeah. So I think the, the sleeves will be rolled up for the final round, which goes to Castle Wellen. Uh, for the final round so yeah and that is happening that isn't changing it is happening in Castlewell isn't that true yeah that's been confirmed that's that's happening um I think there's a good mix of trail center and natural trail so it's going to be a belter of an end to the championship there for sure happy days I did see some people just uh, asking on Facebook if it was going to happen at Castlewell and also um it's good just good to reconfirm that that that's that is where it's going to be taking place yeah, and that's on September 14th and 15th, which comes the weekend after uh, Gravity and Joe and Carrick. So, yeah, sounds like a good one. Wow, I'll well, be busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it just, Cheers. you know, it seems to be, there's been a bit of a break and then it goes flat out again for the sign off the year. <laughs> In the junior class, you've got Ryan Skelly, who's the, he's currently leading the way and he's got a 29-point advantage over Scott Roberts. So Scott Roberts is doing really well this year. He's he's in the top three in both gravity and first tracks. And I think I believe, as I understand it, it's his first year in enduro as well. So it's really good to see. And then Brendan Conroy, who leads the gravity junior category, is third overall in the first tracks junior category. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, re- it's really good racing going on there. And then what will be interesting is the um, Niall Clerken, he returns from injury. He took the win of the open round and he broke his, I think he broke his arm or his wrist. So he'll be back in action. So that'll really mix things up for the, for the overall win there as well on the final day, because he's obviously capable of taking, taking a race win. So that can really, that'll mm-hmm. come play for sure. So it'll be interesting to see how things go. Yeah. He could be the spoiler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear, so it's interesting to throw in a spoiler alert, you know. <laughs> and the, the under-21s, you have Tommy Mal... I, I can never pronounce his name because he's from Spain. So it's Tommy Mag- Magny, and he leads Drew Armstrong by eight points in the under-21 category with ha- with Harry Byrne tied actually for second um, on eight, with eight, eight points behind Tommy. And then... Just 13 points behind Tommy is Fraser Morrison in fourth, and Jack Devlin is fifth overall, which is 28 points behind. So really, again, really tight racing, nothing decided there. And that's another championship that's going to go down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And do you know, I know Jack broke his wrist. Do you know how he's getting on? Um, I believe he's probably flying because he's Jack Devlin. He doesn't seem to be mm-hmm. paid a whole lot, but um, I don't think he's back on a bike yet, so... Right, I did see him doing something silly way, a cast on doing chin-ups or something. It's probably something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a legend. Mm. Obviously, he's under the uh, Glen O'Brien camp, so, you know, what would you expect? Would you expect anything different? No, no, no. <laughs> and um, as I said, in the youth category, that's uh, Callum Morris. He's... Um, He's, uh, he's having a cracking year, isn't he? He's leading that championship as well. He's had three wins from three starts. Um, and he's built up a 35-point 35, 35 lead over Jay McCord with Matthew Moore 
just 20 points behind Jay in third. So really, mm-hmm. again, good racing going on there. It's great to see that um, Callum Morris pushing forward like he is. It's shown, um, you know, he's if he moves up into the juniors next year, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, it's crazy that there's a couple of weekends here in a row that could decide quite a lot of, of uh, winners and losers. It's, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, we have a few champions actually already um, crowned in the the first tracks in Euro Cup. But by my rough mathematics, um, we have Master in the Master B, we've got Beefy Mullen, who's already the champion. So he's on 170 points with two wins in a second. And second to him is Paul Taylor, who's 66 points behind. So mm. I'd roughly make him the champion unofficially. So big yes. congrats to him because he's actually moved from Master A to Master B this year and obviously carried the speed straight across and um, has taken title with a round to spare. Very good, very good. And in Master A... Um... James is quite close to winning that too. Yeah, he's just sitting on the fence of getting that one done. He's got a 54-point lead over Nathan McCormick. Um, he's had three wins um, from three starts in Master A, but Nathan's obviously um, kept him honest enough to, to keep the title going down to the final round. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's still there for the taking, you know, for Nathan if, if James if James is a bad day. Mm-hmm. That could all just completely turn his head. Yeah, yeah. No, very interesting. And then Glenn's sitting on top of the old vets. Yeah, um, yeah. The old dog Glenn is uh he's leading the way in the vets. He's had three wins, three starts, and you know, as we said in the overall scheme of things, he's going really good and he's mm-hmm. he's second in that. And um he tops the standings from Derek McLaughlin uh by forty points with Michael Cowan um twenty three points behind McLaughlin in third. So even between, um, although Glynn has the edge there for sure, um, McLaughlin and Karen, that could all change as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Michael, Michael Cowan, that's Mr. Nuke Proof, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Mr. Nuke Proof or Mr. Chain Reaction, I mean, <laughs> umbrella that is, but yeah. Very good, very good. It's awesome, to, it's awesome to see him, you know, still out competing and, and getting involved. That man's really fast. Don't ever underestimate the speed of him. Oh, no, no. I would never do that, certainly. Um, Like, he's pushing uh, top 25 overall all the time as well. Aye. Yeah. The problem with with Michael is I would never see how fast he's going because it goes too fast for me to see him. (laughs) Yeah. Another guy for your podcast. You'll have to get him on now. Aye, definitely, definitely. That would be be a certainly an interesting story there now, for sure. There's big stories there. Um, yeah. The women category, we've got Hannah Mullen. She's in command of the championship with a ten-point lead over Maeve Baxter. Um, as we said, as we just said, though she is currently injured with a broken broken wing, so mm. um, will she be back in time for September fourteenth, fifteenth? So she'll have we're about a month away from that now and she's what, two weeks into a broken wrist so that's about a six to seven week window could be touch and go whether she'll make it back um, yeah. if she doesn't then that leaves the door open then for Maeve to come through and uh, go for the title she's sitting 10 points behind her, uh, Hannah mm. with uh, Hannah Mullen then in third and Leah Monsall she's uh, fourth overall because she missed um, she missed the second round in Bigwood 
So she might be uh, kicking herself maybe for missing that one because mm-hmm. uh, she could have she done the double. She could have gone for the double, I suppose. Um, she's got 25 points to find a Maeve um, with 60 for the win. It's a bit of a tall ask. Um, yeah. so if, if Leah wins, Maeve uh, sits in second, that would be enough, I'd say, to take the title. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very close again. Yeah, yeah, and then the final, obviously, shout out because we've, as I said, we've two champions crowned in first tracks, and by again by my rough mathematics, we have Daniel Eastwood. He's the winner. He's the this year's champion in the hardtail category. So he because he's got a seventy-two point lead over Alan Glinkinson. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, congrats. And, is that three and, wins from three starts. Yeah, he certainly deserves it with that. Sorry. Yeah. Hardtail around Ravensdale is work, <laughs> I would say. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, awesome. So that, that's been, there's a lot of close results there. We've still got a lot of good results to get in. Mm, yes. um, exciting season so far. Yeah, it's exciting season. And um, yeah, it's been good racing. We've got, um, what have we got coming up? We've got... Um, the, the grassroots is coming up shortly as well, so they get mm-hmm. back into action. They have two rounds left to go. Um, Jonathan Monsall, that's Leah's brother, he's leading the way there. So they get going on September 1st in Shronaboy Farm, which is down in Killarney, and then they follow that up with a, another relatively new venue in Union Wood in Sligo on September 29th. Mm-hmm. But by all accounts, the Shronaboy Farm seems to be the new hotspot for Irish MTB. It looks really good. Have you seen any? Have you heard much about it? I haven't heard much about it. I think I've maybe seen some footage of it. Yeah, it looks amazing. It sits. Um, it's basically. Uh, it's a privately owned, privately owned venues, and it overlooks the lakes around Killarney. And the views look spectacular from what I've seen in the images from the top of the hill. Like, and um, the 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 guys there are. They built one trail on the land, which is what they just ran the Munster Championships on, mm. and then they've now they've signed up to run the around of the Irish Downhill Championship. So going, the downhill is going to go there. So they'll have a race on that trail that they've built, and then they're, they're build they're working on two more trails to to go in with the grassroots series. So by the end of this year, they, they're looking at three or four new trails on on that on that piece of land, which is class, brilliant to see. Mm-hmm. No, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, certainly it's you know, and with the big grant and all which we touched on in the last episode of the kind of roundup with the race, and um, yeah, it's amazing to see. There's just so much happening. Yeah, it's good to see, especially you know, down Killarney Way, which is a good way down. It's good to see new venues popping up like that. Um, and that one, as it says, on a private private land, so as well, so it probably gives them even more scope to develop the trails and really put. Um, you could you could be you know a really good uh, trail centre in the works there for in, in a couple of years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Let's hope that happens. That would be sweet for sure. Um, yeah. There's so many trails now. You know, I'm going to have to take a few weeks and go around Ireland <laughs> for a while. You'll be busy. Hi, <laughs> <I> totally. <laughs> But it's awesome. I can't think of any better way to be busy. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad way to be. <laughs> yeah. um, so the IDMS then, Robert? Um, yeah, as I said, the IDMS, um, it signs off as with two rounds. You've got one in Leinster uh, um, in two weeks' time. That's penciled in for August 17th, 18th. 
Ah, okay. And then Shrona by Farm that will host the final round of the Irish Downhill Series on at the middle of September. Yeah. Um, the we've had Greg Callahan. He won the first round, and then Jacob Dixon run won the second round. Um, so it'll be interesting to see then who comes out on top and then in, in, in these final two rounds. Mm. Is is Greg going to be at the final two rounds? Do you think, or does it clash with anything he's got going on the EWS? Or um, I don't know. It, it, I guess it will depend on his his own racing commitments in in the World Series um, and what he's doing. I know he's good friends with some of the guys that run Shrona Boy Farm, so he might be. You never know. He might make an appearance and. He's a guy who just likes riding bikes, so he'll, uh, if there's a race on, he'll probably line up if he has time, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. Let's touch a wee bit on the EWS while we're chatting about Greg um, and how that's been going for the guys. Um, Greg's had a wee bit of hit and miss, um, but he's he's pulled back. He's doing real well now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he's had, um, I suppose, as he would put it, maybe a character-building season. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> sixth overall. Um, not the position he wants to be in for sure, but he's had some, I think he's had a few bike issues and then he had a couple of injury issues. So just kind of like a step forward, step back sort of thing. Um, he started out with a 15th and then had a 21st and and then fell to 36th, but he missed around also in Madeira with, uh, with a broken foot. And then the previous round, he, he had got things going and he looked to be on for top 10, but had a, I think one or two crashes and dropped to 18th. But, um, yeah, with Whistler coming up, it'll be nice to see how things go there. And then that's followed, I think, back-to-back by a round in California. So mm-hmm. if he can bag a big result in Whistler, then, yeah, he hopefully carry that through into into California. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Killian's had, uh, not Killian, sorry, Killian's had, um, he's sitting 32nd overall. Yeah, he's on for a career best uh, year for sure. Um, in thirty second, um, started out with a top fifty results. Um, built on that, got inside the top thirty with twenty seventh at round two. Kind of thirty sixth would be either thirty sixth and a forty first and a thirty seventh. So around about uh, the same sort of pace. But like those, you know, the difference between forty first and thirty seventh is probably like a second you know over Aye. 50 minutes of racing so it shows you how tight shows how tight it is there but yeah um it guys is definitely on the pace you know um mm. so it'll be interesting to see now with whistler because i believe he was injured in whistler last year and now this year hopefully all fingers and toes crossed he'll have a healthy run through it and um he, he can show what he's made of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um, Killian's doing well also yeah he's a, he's doing a good good year he's sitting top 50 for his first full season in the senior ranks um, after sitting out 2018 wasn't it he sat out 2018 because mm-hmm. he so yeah he's finding his feet and um, yeah slowly p- putting the pieces together I'm sure mm-hmm. and he's he messed around as well didn't he um, I don't think so no, no? Okay. maybe he did yeah, maybe he did I'm not too sure You'll have to tell me. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, anybody else there you want to mention or chat about? Um, yeah, definitely worth giving Dan Wolf a good shout out. He's um, he's 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 going well. Um, sort of a 
kind of a semi-privateer effort there. He's with Polygon Bikes, but he has a lot of his own personal deals to get him out on the world scene, and he's he's having good results. He's in 76th overall. Um, he was inside the top 60 at the previous round, um, and he also does the Instagram takeover for Pink Bike, so it's, it's always good cool <laughs> to hit, tune into that and hear it, see an Irish accent um, coming out at you. <laughs> so it's <laughs> And of course, in the in the under twenty one category, um, we have Drew Armstrong. He dipped a toe in the EWS. Now I don't think he's in Whistler. I think he's just doing European rounds. Mm-hmm. And he's um, he's at a sixteenth and two seventeenth, so top twenty rides round there. Despite missing a bunch of rounds, he's still sitting twenty second overall. That's phenomenal. And Jack, mm-hmm. um, he had two top eighteen. So you know those guys definitely doing great results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And then we obviously have to mention Leah. Yeah, uh, currently as she stands, she's the under twenty-one points leader in the World Enduro Series. Unfortunately, I believe she's not racing this weekend in Whistler, and then that possibly means she's not racing California either. Yeah. So that championship lead is obviously going to slip away. But um, I think it's more. Not that she doesn't want to be there. I think it's more of a financial reason. So hopefully somebody listening in will uh, open up the wallet and <laughs> get her back in the world stage because there's a there could have been an Irish world champion for sure. Yeah, it, it's crazy that there's that talent there and she just hasn't been able to make those two rounds. You know, it's very frustrating. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we never know, you know... Um, We'll have to see how those two rounds go and how they affect the points. And then for the final European ones, then maybe she can pull back and at least... Well, she was top three last year in that championship, so maybe she can pull it back, you know? Mm-hmm. Salvage the top three. I, I would love to see her win, winning. It would be phenomenal. That would be amazing. Yeah. She might She might look at Wessler, see how it goes this weekend in Wessler or last weekend if you're when you're listening to this, and then decide whether to go to California or not. Yeah, sit and stand by and maybe get a flight out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, well, that's all very exciting for sure. Um, now, on the world and the downhill side of things. Yeah, we've got um, in the downhill, obviously, Jacob Dixon is flying the flag for Ireland, and that's phenomenal to see because he's a regular now, becoming a regular on Red Bull TV, and that's huge. You know, that's mm-hmm. mainstream TV that goes on, and he, he had a career best 13th overall at Leger. And then just last week on by in Val de Sol, he, he did a chain. He broke, unfortunately, broke a chain coming out of the gate, I believe. I just, when I was just watching it on the TV, you could see it, and the commentators referred to it. And he still went top 50. So um, that's huge. Yeah, amazing. That, that guy's yeah. got a good future. Yeah, brilliant to see it. Um, and he's starting, you know, because his teammate is quite a. Uh, his team's mate is that Marcelo from is it Mexico or somewhere? And right, yeah. Or he would be the number kind of probably viewed as maybe as the number one guy, and uh, Jacob was kind of rising out of his shadow and, and beating him, and that's really good to see. You know, um, I think you know the first race you've got to win is beat your teammate, and he's starting to do that now on a regular basis. And um, if he's doing that, he's going to push himself more and more into the top 20 on a regular basis. So, Happy days. Yeah. That's cool. And, of course, young Oshin O'Callaghan's doing great guns. Yeah, definitely a rider. That's He's he's racing in the IXS European Series, and he's 
looking towards uh, hopefully a, a season in the World Cup next year. So he's sort of he's doing the, himself and his father Chris. They're out uh, doing some good races there. They've, he's had he had, he's had two second places in the European Series, so that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and they're on, they came on big tracks too. You know, they weren't big big alpine tracks in Italy. So yeah, big congrats to him, and hopefully um, he's kind of progressing and finding his feet. And when he gets a shot next year at the World Cup, he'll be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's great to see. I'd Oshin on the podcast a while back, and um, yeah. yeah, the young man. You know, he, I think he just got into the this season. He just started to do more gym work, concentrating a lot of stuff off the bike that obviously helps on the bike. And um, you know, with his father and all there, and just living living on a a, a trail center, um, all those things have come together. And this young man's fast. Yeah, it's good, and hopefully, hopefully things go well for him. And you know, the competitive side is kept balanced with the fun side, and mm-hmm. enjoying what he does, and doesn't stress too much about trying to, you know, look yeah. too far into the future, and just just keep enjoying it and pushing on and having a crack while he's riding. You know. Yeah. No. Very good. It's good to see. Yeah, and then we have uh, Chris Cumman, who's kind of a year ahead, I suppose, where Oshin is, and he races uh, for Instinct Bikes. So he's been racing the World Championships this year as well, and he's he's getting quicker and quicker all the time. Unfortunately, he hasn't just uh, cracked the qualification for the junior ranks yet. He had his best was in 21st at Val de Soleil. So maybe this weekend in in Lenzerheide, um, he can he can get inside that. Um, top 20 because it's really it's really cutthroat for the junior category in the world cup i think i believe or understand only the top 20 uh qualify through to the main event whereas opposed in the men's side of things there's like 60 to 80 i think qualify for that so like it shows you how tight it is in the juniors and all those top 20 juniors are sitting on factory rides and you know mm. the best in the world at under at under the age of 18 if you know what i mean so yeah um yeah he's nearly they probably needed to find one tent or two tents to make it inside the top 20 but hopefully that comes from and i think that, that's a massive landmark for him if he gets inside that which we which we know he's capable of he'll he'll figure out how to do it then on a regular basis if you know what i mean yeah for sure he just needs to to break that and that'll give him the confidence and everything and he'll know personally that he can do it so yeah yeah yeah, it's exciting. Now, I know I think we touched on this the last time, but is there any Irish ladies looking to go into the downhill world kind of scene? Is there anybody like that you can think on? Um, I'm not too sure now, to be honest. I couldn't. I suppose with Leah kind of sitting as the, as the number one Irish uh, rider, she's focused on enduro. And we had Sasha, Bickerstaff, a few years ago racing in the in the in the world stage but she's she's uh she's not racing at the moment so at the moment we don't really have that um coming across so it would be great to see it for sure mm. yeah yeah that'll be the next thing that's what we need to see yeah, yeah for sure you know you had um good women's class in ross Trevor for the nationals so hopefully that carries across um, yeah. And then we have the Masters World Championships coming up as well. They are in Mont Saint Anne in Canada this year, and I'm not 100% sure on who's racing for Ireland. 
Um, there's XC racing and there's downhill racing across this, across the one weekend. Last year, if we remember, we had uh, Roscoe Colin Ross. He become became the Masters 35 World Champion, which mm. was phenomenal. And then in the XC side of things, we saw Robin Seymour. He won his third straight uh, veteran XC title as well. So. Um, I'm not sure if those two guys are lining up to the gate this year in Montsinan, but I know Glenn O'Brien is, and he's um, he's coming back with a vengeance because he didn't have a, the run he wanted last year in uh, Andorra. So he's he's been pushing hard on the big bike, and he, he'll be looking for a podium result, I'm sure. Aye, very good. Uh, no better man to get at. That would be awesome. Yeah, because and Mont-Saint-Anne, or Mont-Saint-Anne is, is kind of a classic track, isn't it? It's that one one of those season highlight tracks so yeah when does that happen um i think a couple of weeks time now i couldn't I'm not it's pretty home. soon though isn't it, it is yeah, pretty soon. yeah yeah it's pretty yeah. Soon. yeah 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 we've got Aye, because, this weekend as we go as we do this we've got lens high this weekend for the world champs and then i think mont saint anne follows after that so we tell yeah. about three weeks Aye, because I think Glenn's over in Canada at the minute. I'm nearly sure he's at Whistler. Yeah, he's, he's seen on the social media today. He's tearing up Whistler. <laughs> you riding with because uh, all the other lads are there at the, at the same time. So they're racing. Um, they're racing the world EWS uh-huh. again in Whistler. So he's out probably shredding with those. <laughs> <laughs> Classic, mm. brilliant. Um, now that kind of wraps up the racing so far. Yeah. Um. And it's been it's been an awesome season. Now I just wanted to ask you one question, um, which may be helpful to people just kind of listening to this and getting into this for the first time. Um, anybody wanting to go to some of the events um, for the first time, or young people that want to kind of get involved, where would you advise to go, or or how would you advise doing that, Robert? To get into the to go to racing, yeah. Um, is it a matter of just going to one that's quite close to you, or is there any one that you would advise to go to that you know you'll see the full extent of everything that goes on and really be able to get involved socially and things like that? Well, it's, it's always good to go to an event that's local to you, so it's a, it's a venue you know for a start. Um, cycling Ireland is the main governing body for for cycling in in this country, and you know they have all the information that you would need regards licenses and um venues and championships and etc um so they're they're a good point of call just to get on google and do that first and then uh pick out a venue that you want to go to um as i said local is always good because it's what you know mm-hmm. you've ridden if you've ridden the trails before it's a good a good good starting point and then just go from there really yeah and if anybody's really nervous about entering the race or whatever um it's always go good just to go and uh spectate see what's involved maybe dip yeah. your toes in a wee bit that way yeah yeah and just ask you know like i any any of them i've done before uh and I've, I've been on my own and you just ask and and everybody seems happy to help and tell and say you know no questions stupid if you know what i mean you know everything mm-hmm. Because you all have to start somewhere. Everybody has to do their first race at some point. So don't be thinking, oh, I haven't done this before. I don't know if I should know that or not. Just ask, and, and people are happy to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to get a freewheeling 
MTB Tribe team on the go, dude. Yeah, that sounds like a plan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get that signed up. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, uh, could we finance Leah over to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody would want to see my results, though, so I might have to... Uh, go stealth or something and hide them results <laughs> well we we could maybe we'd maybe be best managing the team eh? yeah i think we're more man- managerial roles yeah <laughs> or water bottle holders or something classic um now will we touch on nationalities a wee bit because we chatted about it before we started the show um yeah and you brought up a very very interesting point yeah now i don't know what's the official ruling on it but as we were going through the results and seeing who done what and who won what championships kind of there was discrepancies in it in in a such that kind of cropped up and it looks like now i hope somebody maybe will correct and explain it better to us than maybe what we realized but it seems that those only listed with a nationality of irish can score points or become the irish champion in their set category if you understand what, where I'm coming from mm-hmm. um, so if you so when you enter you have to list your nationality as being Irish um, which we know on this island is is diverse as it is we have we have Irish all as an all Ireland speaking without getting political or anything about it you know um, we have people that hold an Irish passport, people that hold a British passport, and we have people from Eastern Europe that hold Polish and all that sort of passports that live here, that work here, you know, pay their taxes here, hold the same mm-hmm. Cycling Ireland license as the next guy that might identify as being Irish. You know, they all race the same championships, if you understand where I'm coming from, where mm-hmm. they race the first tracks in Euro Cup this weekend and they race... Uh, the Gravity Enduro Series the following weekend and then do downhill or do grassroots or whatever. And yet, unless they happen to have listed themselves as being Irish, they're not eligible to win an Irish championship. I thought that was a bit strange, and um, especially for the island of Ireland that we live on. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't quite get it or understand it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's coming from myself, who would be an Irishman, you know, mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. you know without getting political. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's let's use me as an example. So I'm from the north. Yeah, I have a British passport. Yeah. So when I enter, do I have to put down legally that I'm British, or can I say I'm Irish? Do I need an Irish passport to be able to say that I'm Irish? I don't think so because I think I don't think there's a passport inspector when you sign on for a start. So I think it's what you, <laughs> I think it's literally what you want to write on the entry form. But you will hold a Cycling Ireland license, which is the same Cycling Ireland license as I would hold. Yes. And then for the national championships, your cycle, your Cycling Ireland license might have, you know, might have your nationality on it, or it might have it on the entry form that you sign. So you might not think anything of it and just write GB, and I would write IRL. And then because you write GB, you would not be included in the the listings for that national championship mm-hmm. so even though you went out that day and you smoked me by 20 seconds or whatever and i finished second because i had written down i was the irish champion oh sorry because i had written down i was irish i would become the irish champion even though if, say you lived in newry and i lived in dundalk 
and we live only 5k away from each other, I'd be still the Irish champion, even though you bet me and we both like live on the same thing. We can both see our house, you know, yes. you know, I think it's a bit weird. I think I, I do. I, in my own head, I have a theory and I believe it's probably to stop, you know, say random people coming in that are probably chasing UCI points, but UCI points would probably pay for national championships. And it would stay, say, say for extremes takes, it would stop somebody like Laura Bruni coming in to race the Irish Downhill Championship and yes. win that and becoming a national champion and then giving themselves a right of passage into the World Cups, if you know what I mean. Yes. I think that's what it would be to stop. But I think more where we race is grassroots level. I think it's, I think I, I, I don't really see why that ruling should stand, you know. Because in my in my eyes, if you beat me, we race like say for example, we race with each other, race week in week out in different championships. But for this one day alone, you can't be eligible, and I can. I don't I don't like it. I don't um, I don't see how it's fair. Even if you're even if you're Polish, you know, and you live um, you live in Ireland, you've been living in Ireland for God knows how many years, and um, you pay your taxes and you hold your same cycle in Ireland license and. Yeah, you can't be eligible for the Irish Championship, and you might race for an Irish team. Um, yeah, you know, for the Irish team, I don't think it's fair then as well. You know that they're kind of getting penalised in that sense. So, I would like to hear it clarified, maybe better. Maybe we are totally missing the point somewhere on it. But <laughs> yeah, um, I can understand certainly people coming in from well outside, for the lack of a better word. But um, for somebody living in the north. And somebody living in the south, um, there, there certainly should be some kind of alliance. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. we all ride the same trails. We all support the same events. Mm-hmm. We all support the mountain bike industry, if you want to call it that, within Ireland. We're all the same. We're all socially active together. Hold, you know, we are, we both hold the same license. That's the that's the other kind of crux of it, if you understand. Yeah, that's ex- you know you're, that's crazy to be your, honest. Your cycling club is affiliated to Cycling Ireland in the same right that mine is affiliated to Cycling Ireland. Mm-hmm. But yeah. because you write the initials GB on your entry form and I write the initials IRL, you're kind of disqualified, and I'm not. And you know, it would be interesting for somebody. <laughs> Maybe it's like, more, it might be more in depth than that, but that was kind of. That was as we kind of worked it out between ourselves. But the crazy thing is, if you're just a weekend warrior and you enter these races for fun, and for some reason, you know, I write GB on my entry form, not knowing that it could affect the outcome, and I go out and have an absolute screamer of a day, and for some reason, just smoke everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the dream, huh? Uh -huh. Like, how disappointed would you be? You'd be gutted, you know. Yeah, you would be understandably gutted. Like you know, it's uh, yeah, you would be gutted. It's an interesting one. So if anybody knows, please get in contact yeah, with either do. Robert or myself, or drop a comment in the, in the thing and let us know. Let us know your your thoughts on it, or if um, we're we're wrong on it, or whatever. Or if you didn't know, I would even like to know, like to hear if you didn't know that kind of thing exists as well, just yeah. to see. If a lot of people entering the events don't know about it, that would be very interesting to to see as well. Yeah, because I did see, you know, in like even like the under 
like the youth category, I've seen, I've seen in the results, you know, the guy that was second or third not getting, getting a medal, and the guy that was lower down getting a medal. You know, uh, for like a kids, I don't think that. I think that's very harsh. You know, that's really bad for the yeah. for the young ones. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> missed it somewhere along the line, but I would like. I'd love to hear a kind of official reasoning for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's not end on that note. Anyway, we'll no, try. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, you know. what are you looking forward to coming up? What are you What are you most excited about? Um, definitely looking forward to seeing how all the championships sort of pan out. Um, you know, there's some great close battles to be had in the first tracks. You know, just the, everybody like we're looking there. There's ten points yeah. separating three or four guys in one class. We have uh, in the in the gravity series. You know, no championship has been settled yet. So see how that goes. And Carrick is um, it's a belter of a venue. Like so, it'll be it'll be great to see how that goes. Um, it'd be nice to see um, Sharona by Farm host the final round of the downhill series too, and um, you know it's great to see a venue like that come to the fore so quickly too. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, yeah, let's see what uh, what more Jacob Dixon can do in the world stage. You know, um, the guy's definitely got the bit between his teeth and is is, is kicking ass for sure. It's yeah. fantastic. Like when you tune into Red Bull TV and you just see the the Irish leave coming coming down the mountain and you're like, Oh, I've seen that guy ride on my local trail, like, you know, and uh, and there he is, just like uh, flat out down the mountain. It's cool, man. It's so cool. Brilliant. Um are you going to get to many of the events? Um I'm hoping to get the definitely get to Castle Wellen and Carrick um for the final rounds of those two championships. There is another one actually, um I won't be at it, but um, that's gonna be interesting new for this year with the Enduro World Series is the Trophy of Nations. So that's a team event. I don't know if you've picked up on that. Oh, really? Um so it's like it's kinda of like the world championship, sorry, but with the Enduro, it's like it's a tree it's in um it's in Italy in the finale Ligura in Italy, mm-hmm. uh, middle of September. So it's a standalone event from the EWS, and you basically have each nationality puts forward a, a three three rider team. So the three riders, so you've got a three rider men's, a three rider women's team for nationalities. So like it'll be a, a nationality championship, which will be really cool to see. So we should have like Team Ireland will have a good chance in that. Yeah, and, that that'll be good for Team Ireland. Yeah, it could be really good for Team Ireland. So yeah, definitely something to 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 get behind for that. That is coming up in. I'll tell you when that's coming up. That's coming up the end of September, the twenty eighth and twenty ninth. Okay, so, cool. Brand new for this year, and that'll be really interesting. Wow, yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool to see. That's a that's a good take on it. I like that. Yeah, idea. it's really cool, isn't it? And, yeah. it, and I believe you can actually go and race it if you want to as uh, like a club level or amateur level. There's uh, there's a separate category for amateur level. Um, so you have the Trophy of Nations, which is the main the main kind of champ main clap main main race that's going on. But there's like a, an amateur race going on. So if you and two two mates um, can enter it, and entries are still open for that, and you can put an entry in and go race. Same trails as what the Trophy of Disney Trophy of Nations will race on. Ah, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's that's nice to see. It's almost like a I don't know, like a mini Olympics or something. Yeah, it's brilliant. Now, we have it in motocross and enduro, motorcycle inside of stuff, and um, 
like the motocross is nations it's really historic in the motorcycle side of things and when you go to that event like it's it's crazy like it's spine tingling because you've got like the flags and banners and the the all like different countries of the world like um they're being represented to you're not really there as a rider you're there as your country and Mm -hmm. you know you're racing for your country and you know it is really cool it's a really cool thing to be and I, i hope like if what I've seen, like in the motocross side of things, translates into the MTB. Like I'm sure it probably will, because mountain biking is so big. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be huge. Yeah, yeah, and I think for events like that, you get a lot of people that necessarily don't follow the likes of mountain biking or whatever. But because it's, you know, it's the country you're out supporting your country. If they're in the area, they'll come yeah. out and support you. Yeah, yeah, or you'll go and you go to cheer on your country. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool, man. You get like. The teams, you know, they're decked out in their country colours. So, like, the bikes, um, like, country colours. You've seen, like, like, Greg last year had a, an Irish yeah. bike last year. So, like, something like that will probably happen for the event. And then you'll have the, the gear and everything, the helmet will be all sprayed in, in, in the nationality colours. Which you get, sorry, you get in, like, the downhill uh, world championships too. But it's going to be cool to see it in enduro, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's going to be on... Um, EWS TV or well not EWS TV but it's going the highlights are going to be on there and stuff yeah, as well yeah follow that throughout the weekend that's the end of September so that'd be a cool way to sign off the year mm-hmm. brilliant brilliant well Robert thanks very much man for yeah. doing episode 100 it's been awesome no thanks very much for having me on um, yeah it's been an honour to be honest 100 episodes and uh, yeah that's as I said to you at the beginning it's a credit to you to to do a hundred episodes to the commitment level that it takes to get something like that done is incredible. You know, I like just from putting up posts on a website, like takes time, but to put together hour long podcasts is huge. And to do a hundred of them is, <laughs> is insane. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a credit to you and uh, long may it continue. Well, thank you very much. And you know, it's, it's not all me. I have to thank people like yourself and all the guests that have come on the show, obviously, um, you know, because they take time out of their schedules as well. And I can remember the first time I reached out, didn't know Glenn from Adam and reached out. And when he, he got back to me within 20 minutes and said, yeah, I'd love to come on the podcast. I was blown away. I was like, oh, my word, this is unreal, you know. Um and it's just it's just great to get characters like that on. So I know I put it together, and but you know it's the guests are more important than me really at the end of the day. Um, so, but it's it's awesome just to be involved in the scene. If I hadn't started it, I'd never probably got speaking to you and been doing this and knowing so much and knowing so many characters in the Irish scene. So I just want to say a big thank you to everybody. In the Irish scene and everybody from afar that's come on the podcast because I've had guys from Africa on it, I've had guys from California, I've had guys from Alaska. It's just great, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, it's brilliant, you know, and to give a spotlight, like last week you had uh, Ronan Dunn on it, to give those that guy a spotlight, you, all the Irish writers getting a spotlight, it's brilliant. And it puts yeah. them side by side, you know, with so many other guests that you have, it's, it's fantastic. Ah, it's cool man it's cool well listen thanks so much again and we you're cool to do a roundup show as well at the end of the season uh yeah yeah again if you'll have me i'll, I'll be with, definitely definitely love to get back on and um we'll see how things wrap up uh, yeah. 
yeah, as we said, there's still a lot to play for for everybody. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. things go. Cool. All right, bud. Well, listen, thanks so much. I appreciate you coming on. Um, have a great weekend, and um, I hope you get to get to see some of the some of the events and stuff and get down there. Yeah, right, definitely. So. Um, Castle Wellen and Carrick, it'd be nice to get to them and uh, check it out and see the new champions for 2019. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Well, here, thanks again, bud. Have a good one, and uh, I appreciate your stuff. And if anybody, I say, wants more up-to-date info, just head on over to Robert's website freewheeling.ie and you'll get all the info there more up to date stuff and keep an eye on the on the race because it's very close at the end brilliant all right bud thanks dude see you now bye bye that's a wrap for the big one zero zero folks thanks so much for tuning in thanks for being a part of the podcast and robert thanks once again bro for coming on the podcast and sharing all your knowledge about the Irish race scene it is much appreciated and without you I don't think those episodes would uh, happen so thanks so much bud I, I do appreciate it now if you want to know more about the Irish race scene want to know more about Robert and his great website freewheeling.ie where you can get up to date information on what's happening in the Irish race scene just go to the show notes you'll find them at mtb-tribe.com you'll find all the back issues and stuff there as well and you can listen to all the episodes via the website you just simply click play and you can listen to them just choose whichever one you want and there you go um, now you can also subscribe via the website again just go to mtb-tribe.com there's a subscription page there you'll get one email a week just with a short synopsis of what to expect from that episode and a quick and easy link just to play the episode from there now if you want to help the podcast the best way to show your support is by subscribing rating and reviewing us on apple podcasts Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. If you're not on Apple, don't fret, folks. It's all good because you can find us and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean. You can also obviously get involved on the old social medias. We are at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. And please do share the show on the social media platforms. It really helps get the word out there and get more people listening to the show and hopefully getting them out on bikes. Now, just before you go, a quick word from Keith Williams from Just Ride Your Bike NI Facebook group about how you should get started in mountain biking and what not to worry about when you first start out. So I would say to anyone starting off, um, you know, reach out on social media, find a, a good group of people to get out and ride with, um, and just get out and ride as much as you can. Don't worry about what everyone else is riding and what equipment everybody else has. Um, just start with you know, what you can afford. Um, don't rush out and buy a bike that maybe isn't quite right for you and spend thousands of pounds and, and be stuck with something that isn't right. Thanks for that, Keith, bro. Perfect, perfect advice. Well said, sir. Well said. So that's a wrap for episode 100, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you can tune in next week for episode 101. And uh, it's been a crazy ride up until this point, so thanks so much. Thanks so much for being a part and getting involved in the MTB Tribe podcast. I do appreciate it. So until next week, folks, have a great weekend. I hope you get out on the bike, and I'll talk to you next week for another episode of the MTB Tribe podcast.